Okay, another week uh, of the war. Um, it's one month in, officially. Um, I wanted to talk about it just for a second at the top of the show because we're actually not going to talk about it for the rest of the show. Um, but all of the forecasts on how this thing was going to go have yeah. been blown out of the water. It's like amazing. It's, it, I at this point I'm just like, how are the Ukrainians doing it? How how are they holding out against Russia? Well, they are a <clears throat> country that is free, <laughs> and they love their country. And psychopaths have come in and have been killing people, and now they've united a whole entire country to fight them. It's it's not like anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, even even with the quote unquote war on terror, there were plenty of people in Iraq and Afghanistan that wanted the Americans to come. Obviously, that also didn't go as planned. Mm -hmm. But there were plenty of people that did not like the Taliban. So, you know, you could kind of maneuver a bit better. And also, let's just call it what it is. We we dropped a lot of bombs before they sent the actual physical troops in. Um, but this is a little different because, you know, I think Russia's ultimate plan would be to, uh, to take it. And so by putting, by, by reducing the whole entire country to ashes, doesn't, you're not really getting anything out of this. So it's, they're kind of fucked. Um, and, yeah. and they're just like, you know, I said it last time, the Russian military hasn't fought a real war like this. Since World War II, well, I guess Afghanistan, but that was a, a well. They've, as well. They, they've got they fought Afghanistan. They fought crime, uh, in the Crimea against the Ukrainians. And yeah, but that wasn't also, like a that wasn't like a a full fledged war. Yeah, well, they didn't get the stiff resistance that they're getting. The closest no. thing to it would be in Chechnya. Um, yeah. But in Chechnya, they just had a scorched earth policy. That's what I mean. They 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 are willing to. This like, is like a, this is like this looks like if you're following it, it looks like World War II type maneuvering with mm -hmm. like brigades all over, like strategically moving in streets, and it's really, you know, we, we didn't really have this kind of access in Afghanistan. You couldn't follow it quite like this. This is really interesting. Waking up every morning, reading my Ukrainian news, and just actually like in your newsletter like a game of risk where you're mm -hmm. like oh yeah they're i see what they're trying to do here but but also it's you know it's backfired in that it's completely united nato and the allied countries to to a point where i don't think anybody including a lot of americans thought we would be so united um, yeah and that's for better or worse it's it's interesting i don't i don't yeah you know it's weird. I mean, you, you, you brought up the parallel with Iraq um, and, you know, the, the fact that Ukraine is a, has a, you know, a liberal democracy or, or, yeah. or trying to have, you know, it's got all sorts of corruption, whatever, but, but it's, 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 but it was a democratic, democratic elected president. Right. And certainly the, the Zelensky government was right. Yeah. I mean, um, the, but I think the flip side is that what, this is like where, one thing to think about is that, okay, in, in Fort Leavenworth in in Kansas, that's where there's something called the Combined Arms Center, um, yeah. the U.S., where they basically come up with like the strategic doctrine of the U.S. military. And they literally have a library there from all the wars 
of the U.S. and they have these books that they produce called Lessons Learned. Um, they're literally called the Lessons Learned, you know, library. Yeah. And what you learn from this is that the lesson nobody reads those, right? That <laughs> that that literally there are actually all these lessons that could be learned had people sort of um, been kind of careful about reading this. And one of the major things is that free country or not, if an army comes in, you know, as an aggressive power with no real um, rationale and sort of moral legitimacy to be there, people are going to fight you. Yeah. Right. Um, the Iraqi insurgency um, is a response to basically American aggressive war. Right. Mm -hmm. The difference here, I think, is that, and you know, Iraq was certainly not a free country, um, but but still, it's like, okay, um, who are you people <laughs> to right. be to be coming in, right? You know that that suddenly. Um, by the way, when there are these invasions, tanks destroy roads, right? So mm -hmm. the entire infrastructure of your country, just by virtue, they haven't even fired a shot; they've already destroyed your infrastructure. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's ridiculous. So that's. You know, that's already there. The big difference here is that I think people thought Russia is going to take Kiev very quickly and then there will be an insurgency. Right now, there's a straight up war and it looks like the almost Ukrainians like a are, yeah. The Ukrainians are having counter offensives. I yeah. mean, they're literally they're, pushing they're, back and yeah. then hanging, putting the flag back up. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch, you know, from afar. It's heartbreaking at the same time. Um, but it just goes to show you, you know, if people, if people's freedoms are actually being taken from them, we take a lot of that for granted in this country. But this is this is very real. I mean, if Russia succeeds in overthrowing the Ukrainian government, life's going to be pretty rough for the Ukrainians. And you're seeing. Um, when that, when when it's actually about to be taken from everybody, what that unites is actually pretty inspiring. And I, you know, I'm goddamn, I'm rooting for him like I've never rooted for anything in my life. Like, right. you know, like more than any sports team, anything. You just, I wake up every day and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and it's sad because I actually also feel really bad for the Russian soldiers. I mean, they didn't even they didn't even know they were going until they got the call. You know, yeah. like at least with nine eleven, we had a thing. Right. And we were all really angry. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, we got to go kill all those people because they they took down the World Trade Centers and they crashed planes and killed all these Americans. Nothing like that happened. So at least our military here had something. You know, that they were going to defeat yep. these Russian soldiers. Have they weren't told anything. It helps. They were told they were going to be welcomed. Could yeah. you imagine? Like, oh, let's go free these people, whatever the lies they were told. And then they're like, why are they shooting at us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, it helps. I mean, this is like what military history teaches you, too, is that it helps the side if they're fighting for something. Yeah. You know, that if you're just fighting because you're like a professional soldier, you're effectively a mercenary, right? You're not, you're not, you're not, you're just a gun for hire and you're sent out by somebody on arbitrary missions here, here there's like, you know, you know, in terms of the defense, there's like a real, you're literally fighting for your home, Yeah, you know? So that's, and it's that's a little, very hard to defeat actually. It's a little, the, the one thing before we start moving on, that's a little scary is NATO is reporting that 
it could be anywhere from 7,000 to 15,000 Russian soldiers that have been killed. Yep. That's in a month. Mm -hmm. To put that into perspective, the Vietnam War, we lost just over 50,000 American troops. Yeah, about 58. Yep. They've lost 15,000 in a month. Could you imagine if when we went into Afghanistan, 15,000 U.S. troops were killed? I don't quite know what we would have done. Would we have packed up and gone, okay, we're done? Or that's what I keep that's what's in the back of my mind is like forget trying to predict Putin. No one's predicting him. Everyone's getting it wrong. But you are talking about a a dictator who he has plenty of money. Whether or not the Russian, you know, stock market or or economy is crashing or people are starving, he he's eating. Um and his ego is now in this. Who knows what could happen here? And that's what I think is scary. Every time the Ukrainians win or gain something back, I also get a little afraid that the desperation of whatever Russia's motives are, I don't know that I see a world where they just pull out and it's like, all right, good one, guys. I I don't know. I I hope so. but That's a good sort of question to end this little... uh discussion on because our next guest is going to illuminate this a lot because, and it's, and it's not pretty um, because some of the things that are the ideological underpinnings of this war, which seem so mysterious to us because they are kind of mysterious um, and they're like weird um, kind of spiritual uh, claims uh, is kind of like an Armageddon, which would be a good thing. Okay. Right. That's that's one of the sort of end games of the war, um, and and the sort of the political theory that's driving it. So our, our next guest is going to talk about that in great detail. So that's like wanna, next wanna... next week, I believe, or the week. Yeah, after. we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, try to get one in, and you know, I don't know when we'll publish it, but soon enough. But right. it'll be it'll be coming up. Okay. So, cool. So so with that said, let's 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 uh, let's talk about these Supreme Court confirmation hearings. All right. Let's do it. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. This week, we're going to be talking about Judge Katanji Jackson's confirmation hearings um, in the Senate and all of the interesting questions she was asked by those Republican senators. All right. Um, so who's your, wait, 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 who's your favorite, who's your favorite Republican Senator? Like, like the one that you hate the most in terms oh, of okay. you know, watching this, right? Like I can tell you the one I like the most. Awful. They're not all awful. There's they're one I don't awful. mind and I'll, oh, we could get okay. to him. I would, I would love to hear that. Um, I hate the most. I, I unanimously hate Ted Cruz. Like <laughs> Ted Cruz is, is to me like. His he doesn't. Like Ted Cruz doesn't know me, but he is my my worst enemy. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, you know, hear people say like, you know, I don't hate anybody. Like, I hate Ted Cruz. I mean, yeah. I loathe Ted Cruz. I, I don't actively sit plotting horrible things to him or wishing terrible things to him. But if something, you know, if if he lost everything, I wouldn't necessarily not drink champagne. Right. Um, right. I think he is a horrible person. I think he is the epitome of a filthy politician, opportunist, uh, everything he, I just don't understand how 
the great state of Texas, which I, I love Texas. I go all the time. I'm a few hour drive from Texas. Um, and I like Texas. Texas is like about as American as it gets. And how these people have somehow let a Canadian Cuban who wasn't even born in Texas speak on behalf of the great state of Texas, <laughs> I will never understand. And his Are you going to ask for his birth certificate? I would. That's fair game with him. <laughs> we already know he was born in Canada. <laughs> by the way. Know? Yeah, by the way, I'm actually, that's the problem with the Democrats. I'd be hitting really hard. Like, Texas, you know, Canadian represents Texas. I would put that in their head. I'd beat it to them so they felt weird voting for him. Anyway, the voice alone is like, this is like a character that The Simpsons created that's a real person. It's the first time ever a cartoon has become a human. And that, just hearing his little voice and his weird beard and like, Come on. Look, I have a beard. You have a beard. You know why? Because we're slobs that are at home. <laughs> You're a U.S. senator. Come on. Shave the beard. I, I Let's let's like let's let's look a little nice. Anyway, that's the guy I hate the so most. Ted, and I Ted can Cruz. keep going. OK, OK. So I, I Tom Cotton is a very close second. Oh, my God. OK. Maybe so, scarier in the grand scheme of things. Right. So there's so many. So for those who who had the pleasure of not watching these, um, the 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 major questions you know you, you already know what the democrats said they just praised her and gave her softball questions because you know they want her to get confirmed so of course. it's not it's not even worth talking about them um except for maybe Cory Booker um who who's who's performance as a politician is oh. equally opportunistic oh my God. <laughs> as Ted Cruz's. He and, is just the worst. And just like so corny and saccharine. <laughs> but oh, anyway, no. um, so there's Josh Hawley, uh, Mr. Uh, fist bump to the Trump crowd literally on January 6th itself. He's a psycho. Yep. Complete, psycho. complete nut. Um, you know, also a, uh, you know, Ivy trained lawyer. Um, and they're all Ivy trained lawyers. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. And he's, and he's, he's really got his tentacles into the conservative legal networks. Um, and he wants to sort of, as they say, remake the administrative state, right? Yeah, he's so basically he's got, a QAnon guy. Yeah. He, and, and a QAnon guy with a, a very, um, advanced vocabulary, um, and all of the optics of a serious politician, but yes. what he actually thinks is actually pretty dangerous. It's scary. Um, okay, so you've got Josh Hawley. Then we've got, as you said, Tom Cotton, right, um, from Arkansas, who, you know, the former, um, was he a SEAL or a Ranger or something like now, that? Now, Tom Cotton's scary because he, these, and, and, and you know on this podcast, we mm-hmm. love our military brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. This is not a diss at the military, but not it's very all. frightening when somebody that's a psychopath that's that is also has a huge following especially on that side has legit military experience tom cotton for for all the bad we think about him the dude straight up he completed ranger school was not a ranger uh it's a bit of a controversy he he says he's a ranger um and i'm not i still think he's a his military services is not to be you know, talk shit about, but mm-hmm. there's within the military community, there's, they don't consider him a ranger. He, he went to ranger school, but did not fight with the rangers in Iraq. He still straight up did multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. He gets it. That's yeah. not a guy you necessarily want to be battling on a debate stage as president of the United States. I mean, it's right. like, 
you got you have to kind of kiss his ass with that and go you know we thank you yeah. for your service you fucking psycho yeah 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 so so absolutely <laughs> i'm glad you put out that caveat yeah um that this is in no way um by by mentioning the fact that he was you know a veteran um is an attack on veterans but rather the certain we've talked about this before there is a certain sort of branch of veterans that come out of the military that basically think that civilian life should be ordered like the military. Yeah. Crenshaw. Right? And, yeah. 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 So they're they're I mean, they're, they they want to like militarize yes. everyday life. Yes. Right. Um, and and I think most people and that's why we have the separation, you know, like the military is con controlled by the, the civilians because um, we understand that because then you get a military dictatorship. Right. right. You don't want that. He's got that vibe. Right. Um, and you might for people who are still maybe struggling to like remember him, um, he his most last most infamous thing that he did was that during the George Floyd protests, he wrote into the New York Times and they published it um, an article that was titled "Send in the Troops," yes. basically to 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 crush these you know uh, largely peaceful protests. Right there, yes, there was looting in some places stuff like that, but most of them were were uh, peaceful. His his response: "Send in the troops." Yeah, so that's that's Tom Cotton. Then we got our friend from South Carolina. Lindsey Graham, um, Who at this point is just like a character out of the Muppets that wants to yeah. destroy everything. I mean, he is so far gone. It I, Lindsey Graham to me feels like okay. And if you're if you're not a drinker, forgive this analogy, but I am. Okay, Lindsey Graham's like you go to a dive bar in a town. You don't. You never, you're like on oh, that dive bar school. You sit there, and he's sitting next to you, and you get talking, and politics comes up, right? And you have to be nice and go, "Oh, okay." But you're like, "This fucking dude is mm -hmm. bad shit crazy." Yeah, he gives some mercy you, laughs. You give some mercy yeah. laughs. Yeah. You like subtly pretend you agree with him because you're just like, "There's no debate to be had here." He's yeah. bananas. You notice he actually ordered Goldschlager in a sipping. Yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> Like he was drunk when he got there. Right, right. Um, and, but but the thing about Lindsey Graham is he's always been that way and they keep voting him in. I just don't understand. I mean, he 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 thought he would lose this last one and they, of course, the stupid Democrats put all their war chest finances into trying to beat him. And, you know, it was silly. Um, just like they tried to beat Mitch McConnell and they spent all their money on these dumb, giant national campaigns rather than sinking right. money in local campaigns. But anyway, right. um, he's he's... He's terrible too. I mean, go ahead, keep making your point because I feel like I'm going to jump into something. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so we got uh, Lindsey Graham, um, and then we've got Ted Cruz, right? So that yeah. those are those are like that's the, the squad, the, the sort of gang of four, right? Yeah, we that, have a squad. They have a the gang. Worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're just the worst. Okay. So, in terms of the questioning, um, there was like basically three lines of attack yes right one was because of her experience as a federal defender um in the criminal courts she's necessarily therefore soft on crime right by the way um many of these people who we just mentioned uh, a year ago had voted for her to be on the federal uh circuit court and had no problem with her right now 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 these problems are emerging so let's just you know this is all theater, right? Um, so that was one line. It's actually soft on crime. The second one, uh, and and the way they did that was like talking about, you know, these are the sentencing recommendations for the certain things, and why do you go low in these cases, blah, blah, blah. 
building off that was the argument that she's basically soft on pedophilia um, and child porn. (laughs) And, and this was like the wink to the QAnon conspiracy, right? So, you know, I've been following this QAnon stuff a little bit and it's basically dying out in terms of like, you know, there's kind of a discovery of who this person is and doing it. And it's just like some dude really. Um, and I think in South Africa, who's, who's started it and now it's been pawned off to different people. Um, so the theory is kind of like morphing into different things. And, but one of the things that it's done is that the child sex trafficking discourse that QAnon had yeah. on these like, you know, 8chan and stuff like that was, which was like relegated to the dark corners of the internet has yeah. now entered into the political discourse, right? The, the mainstream political discourse to the point where the questions about, you know, Democrats are coming up during Supreme Court confirmation yes. hearings, yes. right? Like that's, that's, that's the other one. Um, and then the last one is, was basically, well, keep in mind too, that's, a, that's yeah. an extension from QAnon, even when Clinton was running, right. this is the, 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 the molestation happening in the pizzeria. Right. Exactly. That, in the basement. Yeah. Where there was no basement and the guy came and was shooting people up. Yeah. This is, this is a play on that, by the way, right. that's who they're going for. Absolutely. Anyway, keep going. Absolutely. And then the last one, um, the line of attack is like the sub subtext one the one that's, they can't say it out loud, but um, they effectively say it in, in, in various different ways is that she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, because she's black um, and she's a black woman, um, that will obviously make her partial in terms of her adjudication, right? So yeah. she, you know, a black woman can't possibly be an impartial judge. Um, which is kind of a tell, right, on their own understanding of America is like, yeah, I mean, like, we can't have somebody like that because these are the mo- some of the most oppressed people in America, um, even though America was never oppressive and racist, according to them as well. Uh, so those are like the three lines of attack, right? Yeah. And how did you think she did in terms of responding to these things? I thought she did okay. I did too. Um, I, I don't think she did great. I don't, I don't think it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, it wasn't a Kavanaugh situation where she was screaming and banging the table, so that was good. No, but we can get into that a little bit. I mean, I think let's talk about how she did first, and then we can get into the Kavanaugh and the, the last three Supreme Court um, nominees and then judges. Um, I'm very frustrated at times watching her. Um, I think some of these questions could be answered, but she's not. Uh, and that kind of... Um, uh, makes me wonder why they weren't prepared for this. You know, it feels like this is the thing they're not prepared for this, this attack on like her uh, quote unquote, like soft sentencing of uh, pedof- pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's how low they were going to go. Like yep. actually thinking she has some sort of room, you know, just deep uh, heart for people that are doing horrible stuff, which I don't think she does. I think what she's being attacked for is that I actually do think, and I've read a ton of her um, 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 rulings and, and I think she does have a place. uh, I think she does come from a place of um, empathy 
mm-hmm. in a lot of her rulings. I think she wants people to be better. And I think that that's what's hurting her right now is that she's not like this hard line. I mean, they were saying things to her like Lindsey Graham, and I'm paraphrasing, essentially said, do you think people in no, Ted Cruz, do you think people in Guantanamo Bay are terrorists and enemies of the United States or, I don't know, goat farmers? And the answer I would have said is, we'll know when we try them. A lot of them haven't been tried. Like, my job is to follow the law and not judge someone before they walk in. I hear the facts. We go through the motions. And maybe some of them are. Probably some of them are. Maybe there's one or two that aren't. We don't know. That's These are softball questions, which I think would unite a lot of people. I don't think Americans are sitting around thinking about Guantanamo Bay. You know, and if anything, there's mm-hmm. plenty of literature coming out about the torture, the rape, the, uh, you know, the, the horrible things they've done to people that, in retrospect, weren't terrorists. So, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just feel like it's a it's a same old Democratic softball, dude. They're throwing hard balls and you still think you're playing softball. And it's, you know, we saw with Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh attacked the people going after him. Yeah. And. On the flip and it side, <laughs> yeah, and it helped them. On yeah. the flip side, and this is something I I feel like you know could always be accused, and it was a Barack Obama thing. You, she also yeah. could come off as the angry black lady, of and, course. And 100%. that, so so I do feel for her that she's yeah. she's she's in water I'll never know about. You know what I yeah. mean? So um, it's easier for me to say, but I do still think there were some. She's so likable. Yeah. Right. She's so likable. And those men were so brutal to her that I guarantee you there were plenty of people that, you know, fence on the conservative, moderate Democrat, you know, voted for Obama and Trump that did not like the way they were talking to her. I thought they were really mean to her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she could have kind of defended herself a little better. Um, That being said, I don't think anybody watches and doesn't like her. She's you know, I want to meet her. She's she's the first person I've seen a Supreme Court that I'm like, I'd really like to meet her. She's, she seems like a great human being. Well, she actually seems like a person. Yeah, a person. You know, yeah. like she's actually like, oh, this is like an, a normal person who, you know, happens to be a very senior judge, but she's actually just like a person, um, not like a prop. I mean, like yeah. Kavanaugh was like straight out of like Animal House or something, and he, he didn't seem like real. <laughs> <laughs> like with his like red yeah. face screaming, right? Um, which this is the interesting thing is like, you know, you pointing this out as a white guy doing that, that helps you. Yes, you, you're, you're tough. You're defending yourself you're and you're tough and, you know, all of that, you know, but that is really like the only category of human being in America that can get away with that, right? Like everybody I think else, I think like, men you know, in general at this point can. Um, I don't know. I don't. I. 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 don't know if there was. If there's like uh, another. If. If it happened to be a black man um, candidate, yeah, this okay. time nominee, and he's screaming like Kavanaugh, that would be like, oh, he's unhinged. He's angry. He hates America. Maybe. Um, you yep. know, all. All sure. of those tropes sure. would come out, right? Here is just like this is just a family man defending his, you know, his <laughs> honor and his reputation. Um, so, but I think you know one of the things that. I get what she was doing, but it was annoying. Um, so she was basically saying, following what all of her predecessors did, which yep. was basically dodge every question. Yes. Like, oh, this might come to the court. I can't say anything. I'm going to. And she's very good at stalling. So she's just like running out the clock. 
Yes, right? she's very you know? good at that. Yeah, she's Where just she like, takes a couple let me, breaths let me, and goes. Let me think before I talk. Thank you, Senator, yeah, for your yeah. question. And, you know, um, yeah. yeah, very measured, <laughs> very slow, and that, I think that's completely purposeful because I'm sure she could rattle it, rattle it off if she wanted to. Of course. Um. So, and she knows they have those hard time limits. Yeah. So she was using that strategically, which was annoying to watch. But I get what she was doing. It was 100%. a good political strategy, right? Um. The the other thing though was that. She never kind of like had knowing, you know, in terms of, and I don't blame her. I blame like her preparers, right? Uh, that they probably knew that this line of questioning was coming, right? I would think. They they needed to give her like a one-liner to shut it down. Yeah. You know, yes. like she needed like a, a a sort of tag to just be like, just just shut it down. Because the thing is, every single one of these senators that I just mentioned brought it up over and over again over these hammering at home right Soft again so 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 even if you know and if you listen to her answers they're like yeah there's like a lot of factors in the sentencing guidelines are just that guidelines and then there's judicial discretion i'm a judge i get to use my discretion based on the context right so you know that's a very good answer but what people are going to who are maybe paying a little attention, but not a lot of attention. And be like, wow, she likes pedophiles, you know, like, you're like, because they keep on bringing it up. There must be something there. And that's how conspiracies work these days, right? You don't yes. have to have any proof. You just have to no. say it. Right. Um, and if, you know, four U S senators are saying this over and over again, mm -hmm. well, there, maybe there's something there. We got to, maybe you know, maybe, you know, we shouldn't have somebody on the court that's like that. So that's what I thought was kind of weak was that it was just, there was never sort of some sort of, defense that was just kind of hard nose like this is you know i don't i don't I, if i had taken the time i could maybe come up with a line but but certainly the people who are professionals in this could come up with this right so that's what i thought well was she she had the she had like the beginnings of it which is if congress wants to rewrite the the law and the punishment we will apply it and she just didn't like that's what i would have kept throwing it back on them I, I'm working within the, the frame Congress has given me to work in. You know what I mean? And like, right. there's an eloquent way, eloquent way to say every case is different. I'm not getting into the details of that case right now. I use my best judgment for that case and I stand by it and move on. Like, you know, or, or straight up come back. And I'm like, are you, do you actually believe that I am sympathetic to yeah. pedophiles? Yeah. Like I'm a mother. You actually believe like make them feel crazy because here's what I think could happen. It's, it's what I think has happened with Ted Cruz, his whole career. You know, he narrowly beat Ben O'Rourke, who is mm -hmm. in my opinion, you know, vomit. I can't yeah. listen to that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> He's, Vomit oh. molded into a suit. Yeah. It's like everybody I hate. Um, so I actually think let him go. He was he he looked crazy, and I don't think it was a good crazy. I don't. I think I think the more and more he goes, the less and less people like him. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's the tactic. Is like maybe the Democrats that prepped her are saying let them just be unhinged. We're going to use it against them later. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, you know, think about it. You're, I've watched every second of this. I have not, not watched any of it mm -hmm. like to the point where Leslie can't even be around me. But <laughs> one is, I think it's important for a couple of reasons. One is this is a woman who will be part of a very select group that 
literally control our lives. Yeah. Wait, um, wait, before you say that, just okay. one quick stat. Okay, go ahead. Um, that was mentioned a couple of times, but maybe not everybody's heard it. There's been 115 Supreme Court justices in our history. 107 of those 115 were white men. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll also on. just look at the people questioning. So, yeah. um, why I like watching it is because I don't, you know, it's very hard to know all the senators and who they are and what they do. This is, if you want to learn about who's running our country, watch one of these hearings because you get little glimpses at their personality, their views. I mean, I, I don't like Cory Booker and he, he really uh, um, made me feel good about it watching him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like Kl Klobuchar. She made me feel great watching her about my stance. And then I'm learning, okay, you know who's, you know who I see as a, a dark horse on the Republicans? Sass from Nebraska. Oh, I haven't God. followed him much. Ben but Sass. boy, is he good. He's good. Yale history PhD. 100%. He's an educator mm -hmm. and is very proud of his uh, intellectual ability. But he's the guy that's critical of Trump. And he's the guy that is critical of the sympathizers with January 6th. Right. He's still a nutcase. But he's he uh, liked her. He was sympathetic. A couple hardball questions. A couple. He I thought, out of the the wackos on that side. Yeah, I'm watching for him in the next this, election. This he's is coming his, out. This is his positioning, right? That yeah. he's critical of Trump, yet he's voted 96 percent with Trump on everything. Sure, sure. Right. So he's one of those that wants to sort of he wants say, to distance have, himself from the yeah, crazy. I, I I have this moral high ground. Yes. But this um all the cruel policies that yes. are being pushed forward. I'm voting for them. <laughs> right, right? He, he, to me is like the old school Republican. He's like a Mitt Romney. He's mm -hmm. like a Bob Dole. He, he reminds me of what the, if there are anybody, if there is anybody in that party that, that is going to look for nostalgia in the next candidate, he, he is the blueprint for it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's got the look, he looks like a politician. He's like, he's not my type, but he's not, not not handsome. Mm -hmm. He's tall. He's well-spoken. He really did a good job of pretending he liked her. And I thought, I thought for him, I thought out of all the Republicans I questioned, I thought he will, he will walk away with some points mm -hmm. with non, with people, you know, that not can the swing, not the yeah. base, but yeah. people that might swing back to the Republicans that voted for Biden. Mm -hmm. He'd be a, somebody I'd watch out for. I mean, he, he may have to go independent, but he's somebody I would keep an eye on. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's amazing. I, I did not watch all of them. I watched a lot of it, but at, and I don't know. I on the one hand, I think you know you're actually changing my mind right here as you speak because when I was watching, I was like, why am I watching this? Like, mm -hmm. this is just it's all fake, right? The yes. whole thing is just kabuki, right? We should it's all fast, have to watch it, you know? Yeah, but on you're right. Is that because it's so deliberate and fake? Everything they're doing is a very sort of thought out um, yes. statement mm -hmm. way of looking at the camera, all of that. So you kind of get, you know, where they're coming from, right? This for is, what, this is for what we do. Yeah. This podcast, it's important. I, I now could talk about all these morons, you know, I, and it's funny, you know, the, uh, uh, the old, the old fella from uh, Vermont, what's his name? This guy's, oh, I think yeah. he might be plugged in. I don't yeah. think there's anything there. Leahy. He's he's retiring. Um, Thank God. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, but then uh, it's 40 just, years was enough. You also could see the disdain for Ted Cruz among even some of his people. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. To me, that's why I was telling Leslie, that's why I watch it is because for me, 
I don't, I don't have enough time in my life to sit and read up on every senator or, or every person, mm -hmm. but sure. this is a quick, like they're infomercials. They're all giving you a pitch with this. It's not about the yeah. Supreme court nom. Yep. Um, but what I did want to address is they're being harsh to her, but the last three Supreme court picks that were conservative, that obviously we do not agree with them. The Democrats weren't exactly nice to them. So, so I like this Supreme court um, nominee. I feel bad that this is where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I find I have to morally say, and, and you will disagree with me, mm -hmm. even the Kavanaugh thing, I'm not talking about whether I think he did or did not uh, sexually assault someone in high school. The way they handled that, the way they rushed that, the way they used Ford to try to take this guy down, I thought was irresponsible. I thought it was a play out of the Republicans playbook, which we're not good at on this side. And I do think um, it was a bit of a character assassination for political motives. I don't think they gave a shit about that woman and maybe what actually did happen to her. So if you really think about that, and let's just for one minute, maybe he didn't do it. Not that we think that, but he was not convicted. There was no court. This was all, you know, 40 years later, something that came up. I happen to believe her. I don't think she made this up. But that's not really how court works, especially when someone's a judge, right? So when you're bringing her in, doing these statements, it was a major character assassination. That's with him forever. And 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 if he did do it, then it should be. And I'm, I'm totally happy with it. But that to me was a lot worse <laughs> than what mm. I'm seeing here. Okay. If I'm take if I'm trying to take my my own opinion out of this and my and, and what I believe, mm -hmm. if we're just talking about what's supposed to happen, I felt like the Democrats used this woman, kind of redestroyed her life. There's no there's no investigation going on. Nothing's happening, and attacked this guy who I disagree with on just about everything for political purposes. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So, so one, I would say that Gorsuch had a very easy confirmation. He got hard questions in terms of his jurisprudence, like his philosophy, but nothing sure. on his person, right? Nothing about his one you know, Democrat you know. voted for him. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way of of um, the sort of the partisan, sure. um, you know, which which is which is fine, right? Well, you got to um, call it what it is. It's a game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's political is what it is, sure. right? Like the idea that, you know, these are political appointees, right? People win elections and then they have the power to appoint people who they think rule on law that is more similar to their political outlooks, which tells you something that the law is not impartial itself, but rather is fraught with politics. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's one. Um, in terms of Kavanaugh, I think what, what you said could be plausible only if the FBI did the job it was supposed to do, which it did not do because it was directed by Trump not to do it, right? So that there was 
when she came forward and she came forward of her own will. Right. Mm. Um, and well, I don't know about that. Well, there I was mean, some, co- there was some, there was definitely some, uh, pushing. Well, I mean, that, that might be the case, but there's yes. no gun to her head. Right. I mean, and she, sure. and, and, and so here's the thing is in, in the same way that Anita Hill came forward mm-hmm. with Clarence Thomas. Sure. Um, and it's also, it, I think you're right that it's re-traumatizing. Um, uh, it must be right. Uh, and you could see it in her face. And here's the thing is that all the Republicans, they said they found her testimony credible yet irrelevant to Kavanaugh, right? So that they all voted for Kavanaugh. They, so basically what they said was, we believe her, we're voting for this guy anyway. They literally said that, right? So that tells you something about what they're willing to bracket, right? Their their president is a serial um, uh, sexual assault. I have to stop on, you. Right? First of yeah. all, he's not, no, no, I have to stop you. First of all, I don't know about serial. Right. I don't know about cereal. What I do know Trump? is. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Kavanaugh. No, no, no. I said, I said, I said what the, re- the Republicans perspective is like, our our top guy does this all the Understood. time. Who are, who are we to like, you know, worry about this? Time out. Thing? Was or was he not Joe Biden accused of sexually assaulting someone? Absolutely. And what happened to there? What happened there? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not you saying see what I'm saying. My point yeah. is I, I don't not believe or believe anybody. I'm not here to judge. What I'm saying is the Democrats look a little weak when it comes to who they pick and choose. They're going to throw the hammer at. Um, and that is my point is they came at Kavanaugh character assassination, the whole, they threw everything they had at him. I, I don't think he didn't do it. I'm just making a point here yeah. that when a woman who also accused Biden of groping her and putting his hands up her pants came out. They said, eh, we don't believe her. Right. So absolutely. That is my point is who are we to pretend these, that, that the GOP is so crazy and they're horrible when we just sneakily do the same shit. So that's my point. I, I, that's my, we're, we have, complete agreement there i right. mean the old man of the democratic party is bill clinton okay i, I mean, understand enough I love said, him right still. Yeah. yeah so so you know that that's equal opportunity um sexual predators on both sides of the yes. aisle here that's yes. absolutely true i think the question is that you, know, you raised um is that is that relevant in a judicial confirmation for the supreme court which is a lifetime appointment and has massive power attached to it um, it's relevant if it's done properly. It's not relevant if it's, if they're trying to drop a bomb to destroy someone's character to possibly sway votes. I, I don't think there's anybody in that Senate on the, on the left that's actually today thinking about that woman that felt sexually assaulted. I don't think they call her. I don't think there there's an investigation going on. I don't think anything's going on. And by the way, we have a democratic president right now. Why doesn't he open the investigation back up? Because it was, well, because it was an investigation that was strictly tailored for the judicial hearings. Right. And the argument being made by the dead because uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Because the, because the FBI closed the, the, the the case. Reopen it. You can reopen the case. The, I mean, you can't really because it's it's not a criminal case, right? So it's not as if they're going to, because it's way over the statute of limitations, all that kind of stuff. It was rather a fact-finding mission that was right. tailored to this judicial confirmation hearing, right? So that there literally holes. their jurisdiction over it. There were is, holes all over that thing, dude. 
holes all but over. It was purposeful. It was purposeful. They didn't. They didn't even interview the people she had listed as witnesses. They said we don't need to. They Why did they not? The person she said brought her to the party who did not remember bringing her to the party or going to the party. Right. That. But not but all. All. I'm of not the, saying anything else. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Okay. I, I think I we're just, getting, I, I just, think we're getting into, I don't want to, I don't want to get into like, well, th- that person didn't remember, blah, blah. What my point is, I believe he probably did it. That's irrelevant to me. I believe it was used as a way to, to, uh, um, take out his character, but had nothing to do with actually the crime committed. It, and, and I think that is just as bad if the intent is not actually to solve a crime and to help a, a person get justice, which I don't believe was the motive behind that. Well, That's I my th- point. I th- well, I I think that anybody who sexually assaults somebody, and just because people on the Democratic side do it, doesn't make you know two mo- two wrongs don't make a right. Here is that if it's if it's the case, I don't want that person being a judge for the rest of their lives. I understand ruling, ruling over, you know, when I'm dead and gone, my daughter's like laws. Right. So that, that, that's, that's my perspective is that no, mine too. But, yeah. but if we're talking about the way we govern this country, which is the rule of law, he hasn't been convicted of anything, right? We're choosing to believe her, which we do, but that's just not how it works. There's, 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 there is, there could be some doubt and there are probably plenty of people that believe he didn't do it. So that's why I'm not a judge. Well, many reasons. One is I'm not reading all the books, but two, I'm too emotional. I will come in and see that lady crying and go, put his fucking ass in jail. He did it. <laughs> the sad part is there's plenty of people that get accused of stuff they didn't do. There are plenty of people that have been executed that didn't do things. So if we really want to think about this logically and take our emotion out of it, there's plenty of doubt he did or did not do that. You, whatever side you want to sit on, you can make the case. My point is the way they brought that was a conviction. They all said he did it. Let's ruin this guy's life. And and my point is the intent was not because they cared about the victim. It was to try to somehow get somebody else uh, for to stall this for political. It was to try to damage the Republican Party. That's what I believe. Okay. Um that's just what I think. I, I think both things can be true. That 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 for sure. she's she was politically useful in the moment, and also that there are large parts of the Democratic Party, including their leadership, that actually do care about assault on women. Until right? until you Joe know. Biden is accused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> until it's they true, need Bill but, Clinton to campaign for them. Right. No. No. I mean, there's. I, but also, like, we're we're. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's these different contexts, right? That, that was happening. I don't know. We're going very deep on this, but I would just say that I think it was completely fair because I also thought it was completely fair that Anita Hill came and spoke out against um, Clarence Thomas. Actually, I think the candidate who should have been in Jackson's place would have been wonderful if it was Anita Hill. She is a well-respected law professor and Joe Biden could have redeemed himself um, because he was leading those hearings and attacking Anita Hill's character at the time. Um, and and then she would get to sit on the court with Clarence Tom. I mean, that would just be like a wonderful ending. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, that would I, I would have loved that. But but anyway. Um okay. That's I don't know, there's an interesting debate here. Okay. Well, my point, my I guess my point, you know, just to wrap it up is that's what this is now, right? This is not about 
the person's credentials. She has all the credentials, right? She's done it. She's completely qualified to sit on that court. Just as just as the wackos that are on there are technically qualified. Mm-hmm. They're not not qualified. We happen to disagree with, you know, some core values. And that's supposedly the way this is all supposed to work is that we kind of figure it out and we let the law kind of determine things. Um, but it's it's turned into a circus, both sides. And that was kind of my point. I'm not defending Kavanaugh. I'm not defending any of these idiots, but I don't care about them. Yeah. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is that's where this has all gotten, where even the Democrat, it would have been nice if a couple Democrats do a little hardball question at her. Would have been yeah, nice. And I mean, I'm not just, saying just like, again, we'll talk about the, pedophilia, for, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just such a show. And to me, there are a couple in there that, you know, they, they make their speeches and, and you agree with a lot of it. And, it's just a bit of a shame that this is imagine being interviewed like that. Right. <laughs> you know, like she's got, I would, I'd be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You fucking loser. I mean, she goes basically for a job interview and Ted Cruz <laughs> says, can I become Asian? I mean, can you imagine if I you're in here, like, what do you say to that? <laughs> like, I know. What? I know. It's what all about like, what do you think about woke, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. cancer, cancel culture. And she's like, what? Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a show. It's a circus. Yeah. Um, it's fun to watch and also like in- entirely frustrating, but I, I, I do think, I, I do think we have a tendency, not we, but the left has a tendency to have be very short with their memory and always pretend like, Oh my God, can you believe what they're doing? And it's like, eh, yeah, you do it too. You just choose not to remember. Yeah. yeah there's, I mean, both sides try this moral posturing. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm going to make one more point. I'm going to make one more point. Okay. okay. And I think this is the root of what I'm saying. They're really going hard on this pedophilia. This, mm-hmm. And there were cases where she did not give the maximum sentence and someone got out and re- recommitted the crime. That to me is fair game, right? She's not doing a good job of defending it. Um, and I think what they're trying to do is it's a play out of the Kavanaugh book. We're, we're going at him for po- possibly being a sexual predator and they're going at her for possibly being soft on sexual predators. And they're, they're out of the same playbook, right? They're, they're attacking her as though she's done something wrong because she's, she's reduced sentences of people that, you know, were trading terrible pictures of children in compromising positions, uh, which is, kind of like at the top of the Mount Everest of crimes, you know, anything with kids is always worse than anything with adults. Not that we need to debate that, but that's what they're doing. It's taken out of context. It's a bit of a character assassination, but that's what they both try to do to each other. I think the context here is the most important key, right? Is that they're plucking these cases. And if the way say like, Josh Hawley presented it was like, here are the sentencing guidelines. You went under the minimum. Right, Why right. did you do that? Are you, sure. are you, do you like, do you uh, like pedophiles, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's like the insinuation. Um, and we have no idea what the full context of, you know, there'll be like thousands of pages oh, of sure. stuff that she's read and mulled over, over a long time and heard all sorts for of sure. testimony. Um, and then came up with the decision. Yes. Right. Um, but the snapshot of it, it doesn't look great. Right. Right. Um, so the context is important. I think the the p- important part was that 
the testimony of Blasey Ford gave us context. Mm -hmm. That, that, that was that she was able to narrate this series of events that have haunted her for her whole life. Um, and that was something that was not in, you know, a judicial record or anything like that. It, it had to come from, from, from the testimony. Sure. Right. And so I think there's a diff, a little bit of a difference here. And I, I understand that they're making political, they're making political footballs out of, out of, of these things. Right. That's, that's certainly true. Um, but again, I'm, I'm more of the opinion, opinion that the Blasey Ford testimony, if it wasn't there, we would have no idea about Brett Kavanaugh and his, Day and then other stuff started coming out. What he did at Yale, and so, I mean, so that there's there's all, all these other things started coming out. Um, we would have no idea about this, mm-hmm. right? In the same way, we would have no idea about what Clarence Thomas um, sure. was, you know, alleged to have done. Right? It's because guess what? It's creepy, and people don't like to talk about it. Right? <laughs> like, like that's the thing. It's like nobody wants to talk about this. This is so uncomfortable yes. to hear and talk about. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, but um but the difference being that there's like the legal judicial record where you know you would have to like read quite literally thousands of pages of her which she's notorious for extra long opinions yes. Yes. right like she writes like god knows what she's if she gets on the court god knows how long those opinions are going to be um so and that's but that's the full context right and that's what's missing actually yes. right like that's and listen what, yeah. She's she's the perfect type of um justice you want on the Supreme Court. Out of all of the ones in my lifetime, she's it. I, I look at her and I'm and I'm I actually think both sides. At the end of the day, I think she's really thoughtful. And and that's what you want. You want people that really truly love the law, they think about it and they try to leave. And that's what I think she did do a decent job of trying to articulate that it didn't work but Mm -hmm. i think what she was trying to say i'm not speaking for it's what it's my interpretation is that she does look at each case within the law it's not always like you know she was saying i go home i have daughters i see the images she has to leave that out she has to leave thinking about her kids out of the courtroom if if i'm on the thing and you were trafficking, mm. you're going away forever. And that's what the Republicans are saying. I don't necessarily disagree. That's just not how the law works, right? Every case is different. And they're saying, well, if someone has five pictures or 10,000 pictures, and she said, there's differences. And yeah. I, I wish she would have made the comparison to drugs, which is like, if you have 10 pounds of weed or you have a bag of weed, the sentencing's different. It's still the same crime. It's the intent. That's for you guys to decide. If you want one or a million pictures to be the same maximum, you know, you're going to jail for 50 years, put it in the law and I'll do it. But like, that's not how this works. So yeah, that's, but, but my point is what they're accusing her of to me is why I love her because she can actually take something horrible that most people couldn't, you know, see any type of, you know, uh, different scales of something and use the law to interpret it. That's who you want sitting on the bench. You don't want right. somebody that's going in just wanting to throw throw anybody in prison and throw away the key, you know? Right. So anyway. I think one thing just to, we can end on this maybe is that, you know, in addition to her being like a historic nominee and all that, yeah. I think more important even, or equally important, I should say, as her, you know, her gender and her race is the fact that she comes 
from a family that is in law enforcement. Yeah. Endorsed by all the police. Endorsed by the fraternal order of the police. Um, and, uh, the, the patrolman's benevolent association. And so all of these things, all these major, um, unions basically are, are, are endorsing her. And she was a, a defender, right? So that tells you something right there, right? That she is a defender, criminal defender, and the police unions are still for her. That tells me that there's something very judicious about her, right? So, okay. All right. It's all about uh, Mansion. Yeah. Oh, God. When we stop hearing that guy's name, I'll be very happy. It seems like it's a layup, but... With these cup, with these two nutcase Democrats, yeah. you yeah. never know, man. You don't know. You never ever you know. know. So nothing is, nothing's a slam dunk. Yeah. On, the, on the Democrats, while they you have want two like, fake you ones, know, you want like coal subsidies for his vote or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's let's keep hoping the Ukrainian war ends. Yep. Let's hope that this Supreme Court nomination goes through, and we have a normal sane human being on the Supreme Court. Uh, let's not forget Blasey Ford, who I have been thinking about a lot during these cases, why I'm a little fired up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I still feel really bad for that woman um, because I just think the Democrats and the Republicans are just gross. Um, so anyway. Agreed. We uh, have a great guest coming up soon. We yep. will really dig into the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. Um, from a perspective of someone that's met some pretty crazy people. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, we are not really on social media, but we have a great website. You can ask us questions if you want us to talk about stuff. Just log on. It's www.nopoliticsatthedinnertable.com. Yeah. Um, you can see our, our past guests. You can uh, uh, see their books. Amit's book is on there. If you haven't That's bought right. Amit's, Amit's book, please buy Amit's book and educate yourself. Yes, please. Who's our guest going to be for that one? Besides you. Besides me. Um, I mean, I, I'm the guy I wrote. I literally wrote the book on it. Um, I'll interview you. you know, yeah, you got to interview me, but we can, we can get somebody else on too, if you want. Maybe Alex. Yeah, that would be a good one. Alex You'll have Alex. to read your book, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no politics at the dinner table is produced by Alex Bakash. Uh, tunes by Jeep Baderoy and our theme song by Alex Tepper. We, um, we'll be back next week. See you next week. <laughs>